Hello there, and welcome back to Porsche Club Insider. This is episode 19, and if you are watching us on YouTube, and if you're just listening to us, we are actually in our new home. We are at PCA headquarters. We've built a podcast studio in one of our offices here, so we hope you like it, but the whole goal is maybe we'll be able to bring you more podcast content on a regular basis, and this is our inaugural one. So what do you think? So you... I think of Rob, because this is Rob's office. Was. And Rob used to have, like, a, a nice suite and all this room and everything. And now he's been it's been turned into a, uh, I guess, typical Manhattan apartment. <laughs> this would rent for maybe $3,000, $4,000 a oh, month. This is easily 80 or 90 square feet. So, so I'm yeah. talking about the space that you have now. Because oh, yeah. now you're... You're sharing uh, space with Coil, our intern. Yeah. So, and then fifty uh, percent of the space is uh, podcast, right? Studio. And Coil we, is sitting where I would. Essentially, be. what you've done is you've subleased my office to the podcast studio. It's for the better good of PCA. Yeah. We got a smaller table, so I, I feel like we're in the back of my suburban doing the podcast. But I'm looking at it on camera here. It looks pretty good. We're, it's you know it's compact, but it's going to work. We're not normally going to have all four of us. Well, maybe we will, but. Yeah, we definitely can't put as many laptops up, but that's okay. It's gonna work. <laughs> uh, I want if you when you went shopping for the table, did you use life size people to measure, or were you breaking little people? I went to IKEA. <laughs> the key thing was the height and being able to fit in this little space here. Yeah, so. we just gotta. We need to get the hell out of here in thirty minutes because the tiny homes people are coming here to shoot next. <laughs> and the bar stools was actually the reason why it's higher is because if you sit lower than we would have actually spread out in space. So we're more vertical. So see, there's, there's a whole there's a whole science to all it this. Sounds like a uh, real estate salesperson trying to explain <laughs> why this uh, little... Is it, yeah, is it steel, you know? It's, it's, like, it's, who co needs, it's cozy. Who it's needs cozy. personal space? So check out these wonderful mics we got from Telefunken. They, they, they hooked us up with a, a great deal, and uh, headphones sound good, mic sounds good. They look beautiful, so thank you to them. You just like seeing the word Telefunken. I do, I, I do. I... I, I you know, obviously, like the 550 Spiders back in the day that ran, you know, with Telefunken on the hood, and to see this brand in front of us, that's kind of cool, right? Oh, the vintage yeah. radio, that's what I think of in yeah. the 356s, you know, the shortwave bands. and, and So pretty cool, cool that Bakelite knobs and all that stuff. This company has the name, right? I guess they must have bought it and continued it because it was a radio company, and now they do microphones. So maybe it's a copyright. I don't yeah, know. I think uh, he, uh, Tony bought the uh, the name. The name. Yeah, and continued it on, which is uh, very cool. Yeah, very, very successful. well known brand name. Yep, and he's got some pretty amazing cars. Have you seen his collection? He was telling me about them up in yeah, Connecticut. He's yeah. got some cool I cars. We want to see him. All right, so I'm here with uh, the whole classes here, the Insider Crew. I'm your host, uh, Vu Gwen, PCA's executive director. Manny Albin, our technical director. Rob Sass, Porsche Panorama editor, and Damon Lowney, our digital media coordinator. And off to the side, we have our special intern, Coil, who might pop in <laughs> if we have some questions for him. No special guests other than really just kind of kicking it off, uh, having the podcast here at PCA headquarters. So next time folks come through the PCA open house and such, they'll they'll see how not elaborate this is. But on, on video, hopefully it looks decent. So last time we were together... For a podcast, I know we released a couple since we were last together, but uh, we were at Porsche Parade halfway through Parade, and you guys, I, I remember, I think in that conversation, you had already driven the Ruby Stone C2, and I was quite jealous. Yes, we had. But I made up for it. Did I share with you what I got to? But before you get to that, I got to tell you, it, it really has bothered me, the drive with that uh, 964 RS. Because you know they say never meet your heroes? <laughs> Uh-oh. And it was like nothing I expected. The car was, um, it was a handful. Mm -hmm. And that was just, you know, being a little aggressive on uh, these country roads. So I read an article from uh, The Drive. Mm -hmm. I guess he was invited to the same trip that Rob went to. And he wrote, uh, so I, I went right to his review of the 964 RS. And I was happy to see that it mirrored very much my experience, that it was a, uh, you know, not a touring car that he, it was definitely a um, a race car. Yeah. yeah. What did you yeah. think of the steering? Uh, it didn't bother me at all. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, uh, I was just expecting. I guess I was expecting my old race car. Mm -hmm. um, just even lighter, I guess. Even though my race car, I think, was uh, probably like thirty pounds lighter than this RS. 
Um, but certainly, um, it was a whole different feel yeah. uh, of a car. And uh, how about the throttle? It, it was. You know, what's interesting? Um, uh, what people may not realize, especially the early RSs, including mm-hmm. the Carrera RS and the 964 RS, it wasn't a huge uh, horsepower jump. Went from 247 to 260, mm-hmm. which uh, you know nowadays you would laugh if you said it was 13 horsepower more. Uh, but it wasn't just that. That wasn't. That was just the tip of the iceberg. It was a lot more to the car that made it special. So I'm glad that someone else had the same impression that I had. That it wasn't. It was truly a, a race car. There was, everyone wants a thoroughbred. Everyone talks about having this pure car, you know, visceral feel. And uh, yeah, this is not a um, not a touring car. Not a car I would want to cross country with. But um, yeah, I had driven your car, Manny, and uh, I thought your car was much easier to drive due to the uh, uh, the clutch pedal um, and a single ma- or uh, you have the dual mass flywheel dual on your mass car. Flywheel, yeah. So the lightweight flywheel on the Carrera RS definitely makes it tougher to pull away from a stop. It's a little little more nerve wracking, especially in traffic, like when I drove it. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I agree. Dave, David had to cross a, a four lane oh highway. <laughs> There, there's a there's a traffic jam in Pennsylvania. So, who'd have thought? But I, I, I I turned right there. I just turned right. Yeah, you turned right and, and came, it, around. came around. I waited. I just did not waited. want to wait, uh, chance it. Oh man. Yeah. My, uh, watch your mic, dude. Pull your mic closer. All right. So uh, we'll go back to your. Wait, your but, but let me let me ask you though. So you know the prices of nine six four RSs or you know is is unattainable for for most people. But people, a lot of people have 964s. and like, oh, you know why? Well, I've done this to my car. It's pretty much an RS. Like, do you think that holds true that someone can take a 964 and make changes to it and get to the same level of, a, of an RS? Um, you, I think you can. Um, mine was uh, you know, uh, set up like a cup car. Mm-hmm. Very much uh, um, all the parts were cup car parts. Um, but I guess that's the uh, actual setup. And I had it set up because uh, to my my uh, way I drive, and to, so the car felt like a dream to me. Um, getting what the factory says is set up as a uh, RS. You know, if I owned the RS, I would probably do a, a lot of suspension adjustment to, to make it fit me. Mm. You know, I guess to a little bit, I felt what people must feel like who drive for Red Bull. You know, they say it's set up for stopping mm-hmm. the cars, and that's why everyone else struggles because they don't have this driving style. Yeah. So I could see where the RS uh, Verstappen would probably love that car. Hmm. Interesting. It's a little loose. So back to how I was jealous about uh, you guys getting to drive that car. I had the opportunity to do a one-mile review in a uh, 918 Spider. Man, that was pretty amazing. Was uh, your first time getting a ride in one? Uh yes, actually in a nine eighteen spider because I've only ridden in a career GT. So uh yeah, that that thing was pretty amazing. Um again without giving away the complete video, it's it's quite reasonable on the highway, but man, when the was it uh, the the motor fires off, it is a beast. And it's beautiful. It's very hard to get in and out of, at least from the passenger side. And I hope that Damon did not put that in the video because <laughs> it'll definitely be in the video. <laughs> your, your ingress and your egress was embarrassing. Well, well, on the driver's side, I guess I know how to put my arm down by the sill and get in and out. But going in from the passenger side, it was really awkward. And not only is it awkward to get in, but there's so much, you know, exposed, say, carbon and paint and beautiful leather and you know, like you don't want to scratch it. So I'm trying to like fall into it perfectly without, you know, scrubbing my jeans or, or whatever on, on the sides of the, you know, beautiful parts. It didn't look very pretty. Yeah. Obviously you've never <laughs> been in a Lotus Elise. I, I felt like a turtle. Have you gotten in and out <laughs> of Elise? Uh, no, but I've watched someone get in and out of Elise <laughs> that pretty much looked like an upside down turtle. Don't look at me. <laughs> don't look at, don't look at me. Yeah, so um, well, you guys want to talk about the, I guess, the second half of Porsche Parade? Yeah, so we uh, we did the uh, previous pod- podcast, two podcasts ago. It, we did it on that Tuesday, so it was the day after Concord. And, of course, you know, I had a lot of people come up and say, oh, I came up, and, boy, Parade really dies after uh, Concord. And I had explained to them that um, we have really the same amount of people, but the events are different mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to the Concours where everyone's together and every, all the cars are in a parking lot. 
uh, here, uh, there was a bunch of different events going. And if you woke up early enough, and I think, Damon, you, did you go out there for the um, tour uh, starts? Tour no. departure. No. Oh, yeah. I just went out there. First, I discovered that Pirelli sponsored a um, coffee station mm-hmm. from Starbucks. Yep. So uh, instead if of I had buying known about Starbucks, that. I just went to the coffee station every morning. I would come down, and then I would hang out and talk to the um, tour entrance before they uh, departed. Uh, but it was a uh, – you, you would not lose, but we would have about 400, 500 cars leave in the morning to go on tours. In and all these, different directions. And these tours included lunch, and they didn't come back to almost dinner time. Uh, so you take that away, and then there was uh, later on autocross. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a gimmick rally. So basically during the day, uh, I would say, what do you think, 25% of the parade population stayed at the hotel hung yeah, around the rest yeah, were on exactly. their cars uh, driving around so people are out and um, about yeah it does look empty if you come during uh, 11 o'clock on a weekday after a concord because uh, the cars are all gone on tours um but yeah the um if you just want to hang out and look at cars in the morning the uh, departure for the tours is a great place yeah it seems like everybody had a good time lots of different destinations uh to check out it's good food good drives and you know, the, the nice thing about these tours is the local region checks them out and they, they have all these different destinations set and planned routes. And certainly there are some times when there's road construction that came about at the last minute. But for the most part, these, you know, these people have ran these routes a number of times before our members even get out there. It's, it's a, a lot of work to do a tour because you've got to uh, run and rerun these routes to make sure there's no... Uh, uh, mistakes and in instructions and then you got to rerun them like the day before to make sure that suddenly they didn't decide to tear down a bridge yeah or like throw the whole thing into a haywire that's really hard for the uh, rally guys because mm-hmm. at least in a tour if you have to take a detour it's no big deal and the rally that can screw up a whole leg all the calculations yep. and stuff. so wednesday wednesday was the uh, first day of autocross and they had a beautiful day and I was pretty excited uh, for this parade because this is the first time, not first time, but second time that I was able to take a two-door Porsche to parade. I, I brought my 996 and was looking forward to autocross. But I, m- the way my car is classed, I actually ran on Thursday. Um, but before we get to that, kudos to the autocross uh, setup crew. Um, they ran a phenomenal autocross over at the Pocono Raceway and uh, you know even you know I'll get into the Thursday's uh, event but Saturday um, Wednesday was just like flawless like they I think they finished up at like one o'clock or something yeah. like, or yeah. one thirty they're already coming back to like eat lunch at the hotel yeah, yeah. yeah. the pictures you just saw were from a uh, Thursday actually which the weather was not the same yeah so there there's that grin I should go was that could, before or after you got your uh... that was before <laughs> So, so if we can go back, Robert, to where I'm standing next to Damon there. So that is my look of worry because it is pouring down rain, and uh, I am, uh, yeah. And, and Damon's Damon on, doesn't look worried at all. Damon is excited <laughs> because his tires are a little bit more appropriate for the wet weather. Yeah. Um, and it was cold, and I, I had a couple more excuses I was going to bring up, but I, I'm drawing a blank right now. But uh, it was still a beautiful course setup, but it was cold and rainy on Thursday. And I was the first, I was the first car out uh, after, um, after the doubles. You're so assuming, I, was, yeah. I, was, I was the first. And that's uh, my run, just if anyone's single. wondering. And, um, and this is actually on, a, on one of the racetrack surfaces. Yeah. Yep. With Pocono, you have, uh, has a bunch of different configurations, uh, not just for NASCAR, but uh, for uh, sports car racing. The, um, the, the setup had a nice flow to it. It was what's what's nice about the setup is it was good for beginners if, if they wanted to take it nice and slow. It was easy to follow along. But if you were driving aggressive like uh, Damon is here, it was it was still very challenging. In fact, uh, my third run, I was uh, a bit too aggressive and I actually spun it. I spun it in one of the turns, and then of course you know your your run after the run where you spin, you're kind of timid. And so um, I will be the first to admit that for this particular autocross, are you running on this Saturday? I am. Okay. So, I'll be there. So this Saturday, it's uh, round two. But for round one, I will hand it to Mr. Lowney. He did crush Let, me Let's good. delve wow. into the uh, the placing a little bit. Oh, I, sh- I got seventh overall. <laughs> no, the placing is as important as the time difference. <laughs> oh, geez. Because autocrossing, uh, 
a second is a lifetime. Yes, yeah. yes. I always yeah. I was what four lifetimes behind you? Something like that. Oh my <laughs> god, like it was embarrassing. They came with a small. Yeah. I thought he had a date on the way over back <laughs> to the hotel or something. He was so uh, so happy. Uh, oh my god. Well, my gosh. car it, it feels great, you know. And the tires that I was on, um, they were the Yokohama AO52s. They just work really, really, really well. And uh, off. Right off the go, you know, uh, first run, second, third run are probably your best. Yeah. And they're great, really, really good if it's raining or wet. Not like standing water, but if it's wet out, you can still pull a lot of grip with them. So. All right. We'll see. We'll see yeah. you on Saturday. You really think you can beat him? Uh, I'm gonna. Br- I'm well, gonna he's always it. close. That was that, really uh, abnormal. Yeah. That, that that four second difference that is highly <laughs> unusual. I know he's done upgrades to his cars, but four seconds. Yeah. Yeah. That was not right. <laughs> not right at all so we'll see but yeah um you know thursday uh we wrapped uh, the autocross up it although it was rainy they also finished in like record time and people still had a blast so yep. it was pretty fun. cool and then we, we have to give a shout out to the uh i think dave montgomery was his name and his 914.6 um he i think wins every single autocross he comes to parade at and this is such a crazy car he's such a great driver and he was, I want to say, four or five seconds in front of me. Yeah. So we we have that video. Um, maybe we can post it. I think we have. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get it from before we post I have, this. I, I have it in my inbox. I'll send it to you. Yep. And we should post it. For people, so people yep. see how. And for those listening, the video will start now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, the neat thing is a nine fourteen, a car that came out uh, in sixty nine. Is still getting FTD. Okay, but this, when you see what this 914 looks like, it is not like a 914 that came off the production yep. line. This thing is it's still this thing, He this ran thing, with a windshield this time. And he has he a six-cylinder flat six engine in it. This not, thing is yeah, widened right. and like like lightened and yeah. reinforced. Yeah. I mean, and the way it, it goes around cones, it as is you'll see right now, built. it is amazing that. Does it is he a still have torsion bars? So, it's still running on torsion bars. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I'm not sure. I can't imagine that he is. Yeah. I don't know, but anyways, Andy's one one heck of a driver. So. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, for those that uh, aren't uh, religious parade attendees, nine fourteens usually get FTD, yeah, of some sort. Obviously, they're modified. If they're but, modified, uh, yeah. But they. Uh, well, Tom Pravasi has a, had a pretty sick. Yeah, him and his orange crate for many yeah, years yeah. got uh, got FTD, and for parade also, um, when uh, you guys are saying it got done at one thirty, uh, so there's obviously a lot of rules uh, with parade with the competitive events. And one of them is that all the classes have to run together. Yes. So they're not uh, like a normal autocross. You sign up and they'll put a bunch of different classes in the first heat, a bunch of different classes in the second heat. Oh. Uh, parade, your, um, you know, all your class uh, is running together because what happens is as soon as the last car finishes that their run, uh, they put them in impound and they have what thirty minutes, something like that. You got thirty minutes to protest if you see something yeah. that yeah. you. Feels, uh, yeah, illegal. and it's not fair if somebody runs in your class in the morning when it was raining. Like yeah, me, like what I did. I ran or, in the morning, but should have ran he, in the afternoon. Exactly. You won't see my name on a timesheet, so for what it's worth. But it was only it was you against I, so it wasn't really. Yeah, I'm still happy. Class. I had a blast. I'm gonna make trophies uh, for Damon so he can hang next to his cubicle. <laughs> I know. I re- maybe uh, next year we won't have to do it. Who's second place? Oh. With the times. All right, let's move on. Let's uh, we uh, let's talk about Tech Tactics Live at. Uh, Parade. Yeah, so uh, you know, I told someone I said there was so much to do at parade that on a random Thursday there was the uh, gimmick rally, there was an autocross going on, and we managed to fill up Tech Tactics Live. Oh, audience. that that was my other excuse. I was worried about getting back so I could make sure I could be ready for Tech Tactics Live. So my my mind wasn't in it completely oh, when yeah. I was driving. Does that sound yeah. pretty good? Well, <laughs> except that I had to go back for the same thing. I was going to oh, darn it. <laughs> So yeah, we set up um, Tech Tactics Live uh, in in the one the uh, ballroom that was hospitality. Or that it, it was hospitality. We we uh, we took it over for a few hours and uh, brought in Nathan Mers and we did what we did last year. Uh, what's my Porsche worth? So I picked uh, uh, four or five Porsche members' cars and uh, we interviewed the member. They talked about the car and then Nathan gave uh, you know what he thought the cars are worth and. Um, yeah, it was pretty interesting, you know. Uh, yeah. The big discussion was on um, Bob Miller's 72 uh, 
um, all original 911 because mm -hmm. of the price range can vary so much um, depending on when you know there's what, so few of them out there so yeah, and if it exactly. takes two people that want yeah, it that could really drive up, yeah, uh, drive up the um, price but beautiful car yep and Nathan brought his hot rod uh, long hood with the uh, 3.2 Motronic engine in it which it, he I think what he drive halfway and then he trailered the rest right because he picked up a trailer mm -hmm. and he still he won uh, first in his class and he wasn't even really like looking to really do that well which is interesting is because when he brought i think he brought his cayman to french french lick and uh he would someone beat him but he was really trying to win that one yeah yeah right. so that's when he didn't try so hard and he took first so. and let's face it it is it nathan the guy who does everything better than you <laughs> so have a parade is uh it's very tough yeah. i mean there's uh some serious competitors out oh, there yeah. and uh it's um yeah, kudos that he won a trophy. Yeah, because the guy next to him was from Canada, and he had that white. Um, oh, the three two Carrera, three two Carrera yeah, that he that he did father and son drivers. There. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in preservation, and uh, he was asking people. He goes, "Guess what's the mileage?" And we were all guessing like high sixties, maybe. It was a hundred and sixty some miles. It was like one seventy five or something. Yeah, yeah. So it was huge mile. I mean, the car was just flawless. And yeah. This guy, double duty the uh, track. Uh, Car. So yeah. the one thing that got me on that car, what, what year was that car again? The, the 84, 85. 84, 84, 85? Yeah. yeah. But it, it had 15-inch Yes, yeah, so that's what we got talking right? about. Right? I'm here. like, yeah. that doesn't... like it, it, They went it, back to that with 3.2 Carreras for some reason. In Europe, you'd get 15-inch phone dials, mm -hmm. commonly as the base wheel, and 7- uh, and 8-inch Fuchs. It looked weird. I mean, yeah. I, I, it I think it looks nice. It, it didn't looks... look weird. It just looked didn't look right to me. I'm like, I've never... A three-two career with fifteen-inch Fuchs, and then so I talked to him about it. And he's like, "Yeah, it's a, yeah. because it what I guess it came that way." Yeah, and um, you know, sixteens were an yeah, option. Yeah, if you wanted more comfort, you know, you got the fifteens with the fatter sidewalls. They look like balloon tires. I, I like it though. It kind of reminds me of of like a like a seventy-four two-seven, you know, uh, Carrera. Yeah, it just caught me by surprise. I just, like in my mind, I was like, "Is are those the wrongs?" You know, wrong no. size wheels, but no, they're right. No, you saw it a lot on cash. I should know better. I mean, somebody bringing a car like that to Concord, I'm sure they, you know, whatever's on the car is accurate. Yeah. But it just looked weird to me. Yeah, but you saw it a lot on cabs. People who are more concerned with comfort than... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, and for some reason in Europe, people would order phone dials is, yeah. is the base wheel, which you don't see here very often. So Tech Tactics Live went really well. And then on Friday, we had uh, the Tech Academy and uh, I woke up to a slew of text messages and voicemails, and someone was a little bit, just a little bit stressed <laughs> that morning. Manny? <laughs> hey, you had gone home, Rob, so you yes. missed all the fun. You miss all the fun. So, yeah. yeah, I got an 8-year-old and a 10-year-old, so if you don't think I was stressed. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. You, what, was, you had about 75 people getting ready to I thought the one thing I wouldn't have to worry about was the tech quiz because that was all under control. And uh, 11 o'clock at night, I get a text message. From Steve saying, uh, um, I have a 103 degree fever. Um, I don't think I'll be able to do the tech quiz. Can you come by my room and pick up the tech quiz tomorrow morning? But you got to be down there by six. <laughs> I, the down there at six parts easy. The running the tech quiz was a whole different animal mm -hmm. because obviously I had not prepared to do anything. I, in fact, I was going to spend my uh, that morning setting up for Tech Tactics. Um, so it's the hardcore tech quiz people are not the most laid back of our membership. Yes. I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> really. And the basic necessities of pencils, I believe, is what you Yes, uh, in my head, you know, I've taken a ton of uh, parade tech quizzes. And, uh, and in my head, I'm thinking, now, what exactly am I going to need? Um, and uh, when I got down there, you know, uh, Steve had gotten all the tech quizzes uh, photocopied. So uh, we got that. Luckily, the volunteers that came had all worked tech quizzes before, so they knew exactly what to do. But we couldn't find pencils. And, and of course, they probably have to be number two pencils. Yeah. Or at least close to it. Right. Mm. Something dark. And they want pencils, not pens, because if they change their mind, you can't erase pen. <laughs> and so, they, you know, they use Scantrons. And uh, and I'm like, and that's in pen, full panic mode now, because where the hell do you find pencils at the hotel, That especially when you need 100 of them? So I, I called Melanie, our adventure. Melanie manager. to the rescue. Yes. <laughs> Luckily, I knew she'd be awake. And um, she's like, well, I was going to go to Walmart anyhow. I said, super. I said, I need this. And I think I'm going to need a sharpener because in my head I'm thinking, you know, they don't sell sharpened pencils usually. It's all you got to sharpen them yourself. So then in my head I'm thinking, how long does it take to sharpen a pencil? Because, uh, you know, the, the tech quiz is supposed to start uh, promptly at 8 a.m. 
and at this point it's like 7:20, and I'm timing how long it takes to Walmart, find the pencils at Walmart, you know, and uh, so I'm starting to prepare people that the tech quiz may be a few minutes uh, late in starting. And then finally, Steve uh, texted me back because he hadn't been texting me back, and he said, uh, "Oh, the pencils are in a box in the room." And the room was still locked, so we got the hotel to come and open up the test room. There it is, the box oh. with all the supplies and, fortunately, a ton of pencils. So I was able to call Melanie and say, uh, <laughs> don't rush. You know, you can go to Walmart. I came down. I came down, saw him. He looked like he just ran a 5K. He was sweating bullets. But you, <laughs> I had full confidence that he would pull it off. Meanwhile, while he was worried about that, I was worried about some of the seminars that were canceled. And we had to find some interesting filler content. <laughs> so Steve also was going to do a presentation <laughs> on a Vuz 56 engine we built. And then we actually had a lot of people interested and in, yes. wanted to see you know, him talk about how he rebuilt this engine that was in storage for so long. And, and so that's canceled. And he had a great, we had a great idea because I was ready to say, well, that's just going to be an open spot. And he's like, oh, why don't we talk about the, uh, how the uh, Classic Club Coupe was done from the PCA side. So yep. we quickly uh <laughs> call called abe, K- abe i pivot. need the keys I yeah need the keys. brought the car in and we filled that though we didn't we filmed it for posterity purposes yeah but it was really the behind behind the scenes discussion on the classic club coupe stuff that uh you know you know the discussions around you know in, the in and out table and all the way like from that. actually we started we took with it back the, yeah we took it back to the um 911T mm-hmm. that we restored back in 2011. I guess our, our relationship with Porsche Classic really got cemented and uh, how we've gotten all these projects since that time and uh, how they enjoy working with PCA as much as we enjoy working with them. So it was, uh, I think the people We had really, a full house. We had yeah. stand, people standing in the back. Yeah, the whole uh, yeah. Tech Tactics live format worked really well. It was always a filled room. In fact, I had to turn people away because there was no more seats and it was getting too crowded inside the uh, room because so we also had two other uh, seminars going on at the same time that were uh, um, equally filled as well so yep. yeah it was a, a pretty good day went went by pretty fast it didn't go by fast <laughs> we had we filmed four episodes so we did uh, we filmed the classic club coup we're not publishing that one but we filmed john Paderak, which i think we recently released yeah. um <coughs> video which i love listening to all the things that come across his shop and the best uh, thing about Paderak yeah. is uh, you have him who's semi-retired and his son, Andrew, who's taken over the business. And Andrew's like this uh, person who wants to keep every all the patina intact. And he had signs on the uh, cars that said, uh, oh, yeah, do, do not, not wash, do not, do not wash. wipe down. And <laughs> John's going, that's a polite sign. Usually he, it's a little <laughs> bit stronger wording. And uh, John, who wants everything shiny and doesn't understand why would someone want to put back gauges that are all pitted and rusted when you can have uh, you know nice shiny bezels and whatnot so it was interesting hearing it would have been great to have andrew on to hear a uh we should counter, bring him on a that counter would discussion be, that would be awesome to bring both he's usually them. at the actual tech tactic events in easton he always comes up so it was great hearing the uh struggles they run into and what you know basically the gist of it is uh if it's a barn find, do you keep it a barn find? Do you restore it? You know, at what point is it is it rusted and no longer patina? All right, I I don't understand barn finds at all. I mean, I do understand actual preservation class survivor cars, but you know, rusty barn finds just don't make any sense to me. Although I I gotta say, one of these days, I'd love to fake a barn find just to see if you could fool people. You know, get a vacuum cleaner, put it in reverse, find some yellowed newspapers, <laughs> a couple of mouse nests. But I, I just, I don't get barn finds. I don't think, have you ever seen Rob Abbott's, uh, he has an SC that he wrapped, and it looks uh, no. rusted and paint peeling off of it, mm-hmm. but it's all wrap. Yeah. And the first time we saw it, we were doing a garage crawl where we go visit different people's garages as a region. And we pulled up to his driveway, and I told my wife, I'm like, wow, I'm like, his neighbors probably love him because mm-hmm. he had this, like, ratty-looking SC in his driveway. It yeah. looked like it was just dripping rust. But on the and, inside, it looks perfect. Yeah, and as I got closer, I'm like, wait a minute. It, the rust, it looks almost like it's distorted. 
Right. And then I put my hand on it and realized it was a wrap. It wasn't. Uh, oh, that's funny. They love that. So, I, yeah. I had a Porsche just like that until this weekend when I uh, clay barred it, buffed it, and uh, washed it. On your Cayman? You washed yeah, your I Cayman. I washed my Cayman. Damon, that could have <laughs> been one of those videos. Like, I haven't been washing for oh, years. We yeah, like the ammo detailing <laughs> people. I want to say probably two washes a year, maybe three usually. Oh and I park God. it in the garage. So it's it's the cleanest clay it's ever been. Wow. Clay barred it. Yeah. Wow. It used to have is that the Camry patina. next? No, Camry will never get washed. Yeah, the, the Camry is behind. The Camry patina. will fall apart if he washes it. Yeah, probably will. The, the sponge will literally Camry, go through the hood. Can you say your Camry got the attention of uh, designers <laughs> and uh, from uh, from Weissach from uh, Germany? Yeah, yeah. They were fascinated by Damon's Cayman. I think or I saw Damon's Boris Camry taking a picture. Rather. So, you know, look for a new Camry-inspired detail in a, uh, one of the new Heritage cars. The yeah, best right was up. when the Uwe was sticking his finger through, <laughs> through the rust hole. <laughs> All right, the sight to really behold was the departure area for the Porsche parade. Did you guys – well, he was he left early. Rob left early, but you guys yeah. came out and saw – Yeah, I was up what, on a lift. 300 in some cars. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, my gosh, what an amazing yeah. sight. People were so excited to get ready. So here they are. Preparing to go out to yeah. do a parade. You see in the bottom, there's me on the lift. Way. There you go. And you can see how far up we used the drone for some of these photos, um, which was great to have here. But tons of cars. We should mention with the drone that we were obviously in compliance with the oh, yeah. drone policy. Yep, total compliance. Check the description for the DUA number, um, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, it but was the reason really why nice. we have the boom truck is that it was. So, you can see the trees yeah. there in the video. It was super windy, so we weren't sure if the drone would actually be able to go up. So we created a plan B, yep. which was having that boom come out. Thankfully, the convention center, they have it so that they can hang things. Yep. So we brought that out. The boom worked as well, but you know, having a professional drone pilot, he was kind of measuring wind speed and watching things, and he sent it up, and he flew it, and it was stable. He stayed away obviously from people and cars, but got some amazing shots. Yeah. I was amazed at the organization and the, um, the state police and the local police who, uh, who shut down the intersections. And basically we went from there, uh, straight to Pocono raceway and we got on the racetrack, did a lap at speed, not a, not a hot lap, but, uh, uh, not a parade lap either. And, um, get, got right off the track. Went back on the road, and it was a police escort all the way to the end. I was amazed. At, so I'm standing at the at the corner right there waving to everybody. The reason why I'm staying back is because we're getting ready to, once this is done, create uh, the uh, 70th, uh, 70 years of Porsche Club logo in the parking lot. And I'll talk more about that in a bit. But I'm like, okay, so these guys will go out there. I'll probably have you know a couple hours to set up. But you guys got back so quickly because you didn't stop. You didn't even stop when you went to the... I thought when the, we got to the track, we would stop. Yeah. And, that's what, and the, the police escort would end. Right. And we were coming around turn three at speed of the banking. And I thought, oh, my God, we're going to go for another lap. But there's still cars coming onto the track. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I could see people slowing down. So as we're coming on the track, we were leaving the track. And there were still people coming in line coming in. And not like uh, crawling. They were coming in at speed. You know, like That's 30 awesome. miles an hour into the track, I thought this is very well organized. Yeah, and it was a highlight. People, I mean, the biggest smiles on their face uh, when they got back. So as start, people started rolling in, um, as I just mentioned, we, we were challenged by Paul Greger and Porsche AG. If you haven't seen yet, the um, 70 Years of Porsche Club logo was recently released. And they said, you know what, if any club could pull it off to create or recreate this logo with using actual cars, it would be the Porsche Club of America. So yeah. there you have it. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see uh, we recreated the logo using, I believe, in their 65 cars. Um, there was a there was sort of a a um, a template that was shared with us by Porsche AG, but there was only one measurement on that template, and what we knew was the circle from you know uh side to side was about 45 meters so from the 45 meters we converted it and then we measured out cars then we did the uh, circle and yeah and uh but you so, had uh the day before i actually did it two days yeah, before thursday two days before. friday and yeah. then finished yeah, but, uh, the, the friday when i was out there 
You'd have four wannabe mathematicians, <laughs> including our national treasurer, who are trying to convert. Um, it's amazing that we pulled it off. <laughs> and and they're trying to measure. And it's me and uh, who was else was out there driving? The, we were we were the cars that you were using to measure. Todd Gregory, uh, Aaron was there on the first day, yep. and then Craig Kugler. Craig, Craig Kugler, yeah. And, and, uh, uh, and Tom Gorsuch, I think, came out too for a little bit. Yeah, and we're we're chalking the the the. Uh, the parking lot and it's not easy and uh you know trying to be consistent be even spreading out cars so laying it out was one thing but then now these cars are coming back from the parade lap and of course you can tell there's a cluster of red cars um that we needed and so yeah it's um it 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 sounds easy to park cars but parking them like that and getting people to turn right turn left and you know back up into spaces and not hit each other uh, it's so amazing. all the cars parked on the edges. They had, uh, you know, I, I was car number maybe forty in line. So uh -huh. as soon as I parked, I ran over, and I parked in another parking lot, and I ran over to help you guys out. And I could tell the person bringing the car. Everyone was just following the car in front of them. Yeah. So I'm like, do they realize they're going into the parking lot that they're going to be here for a while? And so, as soon as we 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 didn't even have time to explain to them that they're going to be in a photograph. We just said park on the edges and uh, yeah, the wait one, further the, instruction. The, the cars on the perimeter are unintended. Uh, people, like you said, just pulled in, and but they got to be part of the photo as well. So now this photo has been shared with PAG, and it'll probably make its rounds uh, all over the world. Yeah. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. So with that, that was you know sort of the the big closer uh, of parade. I want to congratulate you know Ron Gordon, the parade committee, all the volunteers, and hopefully all the attendees. The largest parade ever, 3,000 people, 1,100 families from, you over know. 1,000, I think 1,100 Porsches. Uh, yep, over 1,000 Porsches, Porsches as far away as uh, Alaska coming, and we had AG folks. I mean, I think this one, you know, the, the, the facility was a, I would say, more of a fa fun, family-oriented facility because that had a big water park right. and stuff like that. And that's what parade is all about. It's not... Parade is not your five-star hotel with five-star food right. and stuff like that. It's meant to be available to all that want to come. Lest we forget, too, who did we have for the first time in three years? A contingent from? Porsche AG. No, Canada. Oh, yeah. Guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah guys. Right, yeah. It's been three years. I know, we, right? Yeah, able to see anybody from Alberta, Ontario. It was nice to have everyone together. I mean, it, yeah. It, uh, yeah, to have all those people, to see everyone, you know, a lot of people drove, brought their cars out. Uh, surprisingly, I, they, a lot of people drove. Like, usually you see a lot of trailers at Parade, and there were trailers here, but not, I think, most everyone drove. Right. You know, yeah. it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and I think everyone had a great time. All, all the different um, events that we had were fully subscribed. Things were sold out. Um yeah, so you know, you know, I had I had the opportunity to to bring my boys as well, and they loved working in the uh, parade store, and uh, we had some battles on the RC course, and so fun time. Looking forward to if you if you're uh, looking forward to going to Porsche Parade next year, we'll be in Palm Springs. This is the parade that would have happened uh, the the year that we started with uh, COVID. And we're looking forward to go back. It's a beautiful location. It's the La Quinta mm -hmm. in in Palm Palm Springs. There'll be uh, registration information soon, and uh, it'll be the same thing. It'll just be a, a week's full of everything Porsche. And I think being in the West Coast, we will have a huge turnout, and then we have we have access to things that are at the uh, Porsche Experience Center, Porsche Motorsports. Obviously, lots of amazing cars in the West Coast. So, um, I'm yeah. thinking of driving. To You're be honest, of driving? I'm really thinking of driving because uh, it's probably the best chance to to get my my Porsche out there. You know, uh, back where I grew up and drive those roads in it. So here's what so, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about so, buying a car out there. Oh really? Oh, oh man. So I'm thinking. Shocking. You won't be able awesome. to wait till next year. Though. <laughs> I'm thinking of taking one of my cars and leaving it. Mm. in california leaving it at my mom's for 2023 gotcha so nice so i could do if i got the car out there i could do obviously parade i could do works monterey i could do Rensport. i can do unstock i could do four events 
next year in my car. I just got to get it out. Get there. it out there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I. I don't think I drive the eighty seven yeah. all the way out there. But yeah. I would probably recommend uh, for anybody who maybe is on the fence about considering driving to California, especially if you live on the East Coast. Is um, it my opinion is that the roads right outside of Palm Springs are some of the best mm-hmm, I've ever yeah. driven. There are no houses on the roads. There are no people walking around. It is, you're in the mountains, you, the road, and the car. So yeah. highly recommended if you can. Yep, so absolutely. If I, if I don't take my car, then I'm going to steal my dad's Boxster in Vegas and take mm-hmm. his <laughs> take his Boxster well, to everything. Next year is going to be a lot of fun being Porsche's 75th anniversary. I know, right? So yeah. it's like, you're going to have a lot of, hopefully have a lot of things planned. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but having said, said all that, uh, for those of you that aren't going to have a car or, or want to go but aren't planning to bring a car, there's still so much to do at a parade. You could look at you know, other rental facilities, say like a Turo, but we are working with Porsche Financial, and they have a program where you can rent Porsches. So hopefully that'll come to fruition, and we'll share that information so that you can be in a Porsche. But even if you're not in a Porsche at a Porsche parade, there's... I think you can still do the tours without a Porsche. Yeah, you can still do the tours. You can, you know, everything that's on property, you can take a take, you know, part of it. It's, it's awesome. So I think we talked about this uh, earlier about Rensport is, you know, there's so much going on. Yeah, it's cool to have your car, but even if you don't have your car, there's still plenty to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to know who was the person walking around parade this year with the Palm Springs 2020 t-shirt. That I thought was... That's like having like the losing team from the Super Bowl T-shirt. You know, we <laughs> they must have bought that at I thought it was parade awesome. before, right? Because they they sell. Oh, you mean twenty twenty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. But I know, like every twenty twenty parade item in stock here uh, at PCA headquarters, we had to destroy. Yeah, they didn't want what? that out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like having you know the yeah. Buffalo Bills Super Bowl champion but T-shirt. That T-shirt's probably going to become kind right. Of that person better stop wearing it. Yeah, yeah. Like frame it or something. Yeah. All right, let's get get into the news. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about the. N- uh, remember, we got. Uh, oh, what's that up here? No, you didn't go for the whole agenda. Didn't. Oh, I was going to go to that after. Can okay. we go to that now? No, it's up to you. We can I, go to I, it now. I, okay. So, bucket list trip for someone at this table <laughs> wasn't me. Wasn't Rob. Wasn't Manny. It was actually Damon. Yeah. And so although he was working, you know, 24 hours at parade, he still mustered up the energy and hopped on a plane yep. and went to England. Yep. Somehow got got myself there uh, and was able to go to Goodwood on Saturday uh, for that session. And um, I will be on record saying uh, I liked how interactive it was. It was more fun than Ren Sport for me. What? Not That's me. Heresy. No. I know. It's Shark knows Ferrari F1 cars on the screen. Yeah. yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. Ren Sport's awesome, and it's, it's a very similar event, but man, they've... But uh, this is multi-mark. You're seeing all yeah, sorts multi-mark, of... Yeah, multi-mark, so if you appreciate other cars, yeah. the level of interactivity, you know, they had Jaguar um, F-types drifting around, and I believe people were going on a ride, a little kidney-shaped drift course... Uh, Porsche had a huge booth. Uh, it's not even really a booth. It's like a, a structure, you mm-hmm. know, uh, multiple levels, tons of cars. Um, they had a rally course out there, and I believe they were giving rides to people, and they were going off jumps and everything. Then you, and I'm talking about all the stuff that had nothing to do with the hill climb. Right. Um, it's amazingly big and fun when it comes to uh, car events, and there's really not much like it except for Rensport. That I've been to here in the in the U.S. or North America, I, I have a question. So I've watched a lot of these, and I've been to other events in Europe, mm-hmm. and I wonder: Are there laws and restrictions different in the U.S.? Because it seems like people or spectators can get so much closer to the action. Oh my! Right. Well, is, is that the case, or well, like at when the, the risk it... of of offending anyone, Zuckerman? <laughs> I, I think the they're not as litigious, right? You know, like the plaintiff's attorney culture isn't what it is here. But I, yeah, like I, I think that adds so much to their events because 
spectators have such yeah. access. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you saw some of the videos of, um, you know, the, well, the 963 was there, but that was not going up at full speed mm-hmm. up the hill. But uh, you might have seen the, the little fan car called the McMurtry. Um, I forget what the actual car's name is, but um, that's the brand. They were there, electric-powered car with one or two fans to create downforce, and it now holds the record at the hill climb. You watch watch that, search it on YouTube, watch that thing go up the hill, and tell me you're not worried about really that, that thing, thing a fan like, giving up and flying into the crowd. The video looked like it sped up. Yeah. Really? Oh, my it God, It looks fast hilarious. forward, and it makes you think about everybody's safety there. Yeah. yeah. I see this. So, wow. Huh. It's uh. But on the flip side, everything went really well as planned, and I'm sure anybody who could get up to the fence for that run and other runs probably had a, a once-in-a-lifetime treat. Yeah. So, so that's, you got to remember Laguna Seca, where they've been holding Rensport, mm-hmm. is a true purpose-built racetrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they've got to uh, build it to protect spectators of right. high high-speed cars. So you're going to have a lot of catch fencing. You're going to have uh, mm-hmm. holy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so Rob is now watching the video. Oh, my gosh. This has got, like, flying. a wheelbase of, like, 70 inches. Yeah. So <laughs> so they have some in-car video of the driver. Um, I believe it was they had an inter- international hill climb champion. I forget yeah. his name. Then an F1 driver or former F1 driver, Chilton. I forget his first name. That's not sped up. That's that. Sorry. <laughs> I know, right? That's that's crazy. So they have a in-car view of the uh, one of the drivers of the McMurtry, and his eyes yeah. are just it's like yeah. he didn't blink the whole run. Like and he's you just can. staring. He's like doing, yeah. So, yeah, he's doing the grandma driving almost just yeah. to be sure he's not missing anything. So for someone who wants to fulfill this bucket list, yeah. you fly into a Heathrow. Yep, fly into Heathrow. And then you rent a car? You can rent a car. Um, it's really easy to get to. And, and uh, my colleague, Laura Burstein, who was there and did a video with us as well, um, she would know even more about this. But uh, we had all these plans to potentially take the train and public transport, which is usually awesome transit in the strike. UK. But there was a transit strike, so it was... <laughs> fortuitous that i had rented a car you might consider it you know for uh four days five days it'll probably run you at least at this exchange rate around eight hundred to a thousand dollars or so which how how was driving in the left it was really was it a manual transmission car yeah i I got a manual golf okay mark eight tsi and um it's really awkward at first um gosh it's uh not even the driving with your left hand. It's more just making sure that you're in the lane where you're supposed to be. Because it was easy to, to stay in the middle of the lane, but yeah. you find yourself, if you stop thinking about it, you know. You drift to the left. Did right turns just freak yeah. you out? Like it was really couple. weird. There was a roundabout where I looked left, right, and then left. Yeah. But I should have, my last look should have been right. right. Because yeah. I'm going the other way. And I'm, I got honked at, so. Yeah. <laughs> but everything was all good. It, it, it was a lot of fun. Um the roads are way, way thinner out there in the countryside, in the, which wouldn't be a problem except for the, the bushes on the side of the road uh-huh. are right up yeah. next to you. And so you have a bunch of – and this happened to me, and this is why you get a, a, a damage waiver, right? Uh, is scraping up against the bushes when people come barreling down in Rolls Royces taking uh-huh. up the middle of the road so they won't be in the bushes. Uh-huh. And they're thinking, hey, you're just in a Mark 8 Golf, so move over. But, uh, yeah, oh. it's really, really fun to drive out there. The roads are great. But, yeah, be prepared. If you're not familiar with driving a manual, don't learn um, in England. So how far is uh, Goodwood from the airport? Uh, I think that was a hour and a half, two hours it's or like so. like 80 or nine, 80 miles or so. Yeah, it's but it's, it's, not, it's not like out here where uh, in the U.S. where for the most part you can take highways or freeways um, and you're moving for the most part very quickly. This is a lot of country roads. Right. Uh, which are beautiful. Um, some of the roads it felt like, you know, they were maybe, what, a thousand years ago they were, you know, old dirt roads that you would – which have they, a horse on, which they, they were. probably were. Yeah, so. yeah. No, my memory is that the you know what they call the dual carriage motorway kind of ends with the ring road around London, and then it's kind of country. Oh, roads. it's like a the Beltway out here or something, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, like the M25 or something. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, but yeah, I I loved it out there. Um, driving driving around was almost as fun as uh, going to Goodwood. But you yeah. know, Goodwood takes the cake. For me, maybe it's because I'm a little jaded being around Porsches all the time that 
Goodwood made a huge impression on me. I wish we could do something almost exactly like it here. It would be a what lot is of fun. It, oh, you see anything really weird? Anything weird and British that uh, you wouldn't see here? Oh, geez. I was focusing so <laughs> much on the, the Porsches. Porsche sign on it. Um, man, I, I didn't really take a ton of stock in the other marks. Except you didn't for hang the out with the TVR people? No, I, I couldn't. Uh, so I was only able... I was only, can't send Rob to yeah. I was only able to go Saturday. Go more than one day if, you're, if you want to see everything. Uh, it, it's going to take you more than one day. Um, and and that, that was my lim- limiting factor. So... Next year, I'll make that change. And they do this every year, unlike Rensport, which has now been five years since the yeah. last one. Um, so, and they do it twice a year. You have the Festival Speed, which Damon went to, and then they do the Revival. That's which, the one I want. That's the one we and I want to go to. We get to dress up. Dress period. Up, period. Correct. Not and my thing. Totally. <laughs> totally. All right. Talk about the nine six three because that's where it was unveiled. Yeah. Yeah. So nine six three, um, it's Porsche's Porsche's new Le Mans. Uh, what is it, Le Mans Daytona Hybrid class car, LMDH. So yeah, I think it's awesome. it'll be going yeah. for overall victories. Uh, we all thought that it would have the uh, Cayenne Panamera, you know, Audi-shared 4-liter twin-turbo V8. No, it does not. It actually has the RS Spider-derived slash 918 Spider-derived V8, but they've slapped on two turbochargers, and uh, it's it's awesome. It looks beautiful. Uh, I think we were having a discussion earlier. Yeah. Um, Nine nineteen versus the nine six three. Nine six three, hands down, looks better. This is actually pretty. This is the yeah. best looking Porsche prototype since yeah. the nine sixty two. Nine nineteen looks cool. This is pretty. It's, I love how they all shared their architecture back to the nine seventeen. Yeah. yeah, you look at the cockpit and the way the window narrow and whatnot. Right. It's all. Uh, yeah, the headlights the are pretty. It's yeah. just a good-looking car. Um, what are the odds of a Strasse version? <laughs> oh man, that would be awesome, but uh, I I yeah. doubt it. Or yeah. or maybe go pay Multimatic, you know, and see if they'll sell you a chassis. <laughs> Put your own. Engine well, you know, in or when something. the guys from uh, from Porsche AG at Parade were saying, you know, what would you have built uh, from your uh, your Sonderwunsch? Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, I would want a nine nineteen streetcar. Yeah, or that now, now cool. we see this. Now this. Mm. Or yeah. this, something, uh, a street version. Because we all think of uh, the Count Martini, mm-hmm. or Count Rossi, rather, um, 917 street car that yeah. Porsche yeah, built. Yeah, with Alabama plates. Yeah, have something <laughs> yeah. similar to Ooh. the only, uh, like, uh, LMP yeah. street, uh, street car. Yeah, but this is what, I mean, I, you know how I feel about the, the, the 919 from just a purely aesthetic standpoint. You know, not the best livery to me. You know, I don't think it's a terribly pretty car. This is gorgeous. Who is this guy? You know when Who it's sitting in, when it's sitting on first place, it can, it looks very no, pretty. I, I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. But all right, this is a pretty car. Can we all agree on that? It, very pretty. But car. I think yeah. the nine nineteen was I very pretty. I think the nine nineteen looked. Gorgeous. It wasn't pretty. It was it was brutish. It you know it was yes. purposeful. It yes. looked awesome. But it wasn't it pretty. Awesome. I mean, it, it looked in its own way. I don't it want did. a princess car winning Lamar. <laughs> oh, like the 917? I wanted something intimidating, like, like Darth Vader. The 917 was gorgeous. <laughs> the 962, the 956 were all great-looking yep. cars. You know, you, you 906, gotta look, you gotta 904. I'll show you some pictures of the first Daytona prototypes. Yeah. Remember when NASCAR came grand yeah. and came yeah, with yeah. that? They Those were... look cool, but not pretty. That's for sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> like Taurus. All right, let's switch over the news since we're talking about 963. Who's going to talk about JDC Miller 963? the one that uh, so I was talking to our uh, resident uh, racing expert Jim Hemig and uh, so they, they're racing JD, JDC Miller's racing right now they have a team so it's great that uh, they were selected to uh, to be one of the customer yeah. teams so, so Porsche is the first manufacturer to be selling that their LMDH car to privateer racing teams so we're seeing a lot of that with what was this team JDC Miller yep, yep. yep. And Yota, Yota Yota or yeah. Jota Whatever, it's, however uh, it's pronounced, <laughs> it's great because you know this is what we saw with. We didn't see it with the nine nineteen, but we saw it uh, with Penske. Uh, not the Penske, the R um, Spider, R Spider, a little bit uh, with Dyson running it and some English teams. Mm-hmm. But really, with the nine fifty six, nine sixty two, that was a heavily campaign car by customers, mm-hmm. and so uh, it, it'd be exciting that if this is the same way where you have uh, you know a whole slew at the twenty four hours of Lamar Daytona of customer. Uh, prototype cars yeah i always wondered about that too i mean how does how does the factory feel when a privateer team wins you know like yoast racing and and uh, you know privateers you know occasionally 
beat the works cars. How did how does well, that go? I down? remember at Daytona 24 Hours when uh, uh, they were racing the Daytona prototypes, mm-hmm. and there was a factory entry uh, running a flat six. And I remember there was the Action Express running the Cayenne uh, oh, yeah. block that was yep. NASCAR'd out, if you will. Yep. Yeah, you know, a bunch of NASCAR builders from uh, Texas built up this uh, Cayenne V8. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember hearing that uh, Porsche wouldn't even let him put the word Porsche on the head, hmm. on the windshield or the crest oh, wow. on the car. Uh, meanwhile, the other car was running a uh, GT3R flat six. Uh, did have all that. Mm-hmm. But that car breaks down about 18 hours into the race, maybe 12, 18 hours into the race. And meanwhile, the Action Express is working its way up. Chugging along, yep. So suddenly the whole party... Shifted over <laughs> to the Action Express, and suddenly they were best friends because they realized there's a good chance that Porsche, this car is going to win. It'll yeah. be a win for Porsche. So suddenly it was a Porsche, mm-hmm. and uh, you know when they won, they had posters and press releases about how this Porsche-powered car won the 24 hours of Daytona. So I think uh, I would think that Porsche would be very happy to have. Uh, I'm, I'm sure internally they'd rather have the works team. Sure. Always win because then they got to explain how did the works team, what happened to the works team, but look at the nine seventeens and nine fifty sixes. How many times the uh, privateers? Yeah, no, made I made the car better. Yeah, and then the factory learned from uh, what they were doing. Yeah, no, I was at Le Mans in in the eighties and watched the the new man, you know, Yost racing mm-hmm. cars beat the the factory backed uh, Rothmans cars. Yeah, I, it's got to help all around because, um, uh, you know, like like Vu was at uh, Pikes Peak. Mm-hmm. And when you have multiple cars, that means you have multiple spares. And if one team needs a spare and doesn't have it, uh, Porsche Motorsports is going to go to that team and say, hey, we need to use your spare for another team so he yeah. can keep running. And so you got you were asked to um, get yeah, a – Yeah, so uh, we, we were there for Pikes Peak um, and to give away a raffle car. And we were hanging out at Porsche Colorado Springs and uh, Lonnie Unser – uh, had a, a pretty big wreck um, practice. I think it was Thursday or Friday, and um, Porsche Motorsports literally loaded up half a car into a Cayenne uh, Friday Friday morning. It was too late to like ship it the normal way, and and one of their employees from Porsche Motorsports drove from LA to the Experience Center and, and Motorsports to colorado springs brought half of the car but once they started assembling it they realized they didn't have the lower spoiler and now the car technically can run without that right and it would be fine but you have a little bit less downforce and uh, eric skirmans came over and said hey can you put like an apb out to pca members and see if someone one has a spoiler or if we can borrow the spoiler off of their gt4 and uh, within like three minutes we found someone locally that had a gt4 now, unfortunately, the story doesn't it doesn't have a storybook ending in the sense mm-hmm. where the car that came over that we found was actually a little bit older model. So mm-hmm. the splitter wasn't exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And they found someone else. The dealer, I think, found someone else that had the same car. And they took the mm-hmm. spoiler off of that car, lower front spoiler, put it on Lonnie Unser's car, rewrapped it. And, you know, it was, uh, Sunday morning when she was up at the line, the car looked perfect. And it's, it was nice. pretty amazing. Yeah, that's an advantage of having a lot of cars. Yeah, uh, the same of the same car in a in a series because you can share parts, and so I'm sure that's one of the things Porsche looks at. Yeah, and people were proud. I mean, I can't tell you how many people were calling me and texting me. Let me look for this car. I think this guy has one, and that's the power of PCA. And and I think I think it impressed uh, you know Porsche as well that so many people are willing to do this. So, yeah. Yeah. did you get to see? So, did you get to see the Huna Pegasus run at all when you were there? No, because it broke before I even got oh, there. Before you got there, it broke before I even got oh, there. Man. So we saw it in the fan zone, mm. um, but it, it already broke. But um, yeah, so. it'll be back. Is what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it will be back. They, they got to uh, prove a Kudos point. to Cam Ingram. Oh yeah, a scholar. He won yep. his class. Won his wow. class. Great. He's doing very well. Cam. He is uh, line thirty five. Moving up there. No, and no, he's driving. I think the GT4. GT4. It was a GT4. Yeah, GT4. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Short drove the 935. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah, and I, conditions were not ideal. So, so I, I saw. I, I drove. I drove up on Saturday. And it was a beautiful day, and then next thing you know, there's you know uh, that evening snow, and rain and clouds, and it, it was. Yeah, terrible conditions. Yeah. No, my favorite indie shop guy from uh, Traverse City, Michigan, Sean Zimmerman, was yeah. there too. Yeah. Nice. Randy Pope's went up in, in his uh, 
Tesla. Says Tesla, and people are like, "What happened to him?" Uh, Touchscreen, right? Well, no, he couldn't. He couldn't. It it fogged up, and it wouldn't clear. Well, he He couldn't couldn't reach it with his hands. Yeah, he couldn't reach it. What I was uh, seeing was that um, the Tesla touchscreen. Uh huh. When that starts to happen, you don't want to be fumbling with the touchscreen to turn on your. Your, your uh, defogger. Yeah, so, yeah. Randy, uh, at least this is what I read. I I don't know where I read it. It was maybe the drive dot uh, com or something. But yeah. instead of trying to fumble with the touchscreen, uh-huh. he was reaching up to wipe right. the windshield on the inside and the outside. Right, right. He was trying to do that. So, but he could, I heard he, figure. Could, he had to loosen his belts. Oh man! Know, now oh he my god! Um, in a so, way, the design of this windshield, so you couldn't reach out. It's not like an old 911 where you right. can just move like this. You and need like a it. mop. So, <laughs> so it's it's raining. Snow the night before. He's on the side of a mountain with a, a drop off on the right. Yeah, so he's loosens his belts when driving he's driving and is wiping the windshield. That's insane. <sighs> That's insane. So, I, yeah, me driving up on a clear day was pretty. You know, mm-hmm. you see those drop offs and you know it's terrifying. I can only imagine. Not being able to see, driving at speed, and trying to clean your windshield at the same time. Yeah, and that's crazy. a story I'd love to hear first person from Randy. The yeah, guy's a great storyteller. Yeah. You know what the next, the other thing too is you got to think about is not only is it buried in the touchscreen for the defroster, but you're wearing gloves. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, one day I've I've met Randy once. He probably doesn't we'll get remember him on. Me, he's a, he's a huge PCA friend of ours, and uh, we spent yeah numerous events together. More, more recently, he was at Treffen with mm-hmm. us and. He was uh, dancing on the uh, dance floor with us at the After Hours Lounge or something. Yeah, so. and oh, I, I could again. I could listen to the guy talk for hours. Yeah. I mean, he is you know a raconteur in the classic sense, just a <laughs> great storyteller. Well, we are we are we are enjoying this new space of ours so much so that I think we're running a little bit long. So um, I'm going to fast forward to a couple of things, and you guys jump in if I miss anything that you think is important. One is I want to thank our uh, Tarchinsky for your review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Thank you for the five stars there. Uh, Those of you that are listening, if you haven't dropped us a comment or haven't subscribed, please do so. It means a lot to us. Um, Upcoming events. Right now I have on my list here, August 19th. If you haven't registered for Works Reunion Monterey, uh, I believe the judge uh, area is sold out, but certainly you can sign up to park in the corral. We are at a new location. Uh, Monterey Pines is a beautiful golf course, and uh, you won't be disappointed. Uh, the, the layout's going to be fabulous. It's much more centralized than the, the location that we were last year. And also, the egress onto the property is much smoother, l- less dusty uh, than last year. So we're looking forward to that. But we're all staying Salinas, right? We're not even. No, in, not we're even not that. even in Salinas, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole. There's another oh, ten minute story for that one, but we will be there, and uh, it'll be just. I'm going to leave the hotel like three in the morning to get to. Uh... It's all good. All right, if it's anybody wants to host me. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> and then uh, more recently, I was in uh, Indianapolis uh, with Porsche, getting ready for Sports Car Together Day. That's going to be over Labor Day weekend, September first through fourth. And PCAs can be, you know, tickets are available now, so you can go ahead and order those. PCA will be handling corral parking, so you can get corral parking passes. Uh, You can also sign up for parade laps for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We're going to be handling that. And for the first time, uh, we will be having a GT-themed high-performance driver's education for advanced drivers and uh, more details on that to follow. Let's see. Um, anything else, guys, that you want me to hit before we sign off? I think I'm good. Well, we, we'll, we will be going weekly in about uh, three weeks, maybe. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, today's today's show edit isn't too cumbersome for you know us doing it ourselves. And if we can be efficient, we will try to knock out these shows uh, at least once a week uh speaking of knocking out a lot of um content i want to um put put your attention towards youtube and we've dropped a lot of videos since we were last together we have the parade concourse we have the classic club coop we have one mall reviews of a a 911 career 2 911 turbo tip Um, there's a hill climb video that damon put together 
Yeah, by the did. time you watch this, Ruby Stone Carrera RS will be out. Ruby Stone's coming mm-hmm. out. Okay. Uh, one more review of a modified Cayman. So tons of stuff. The whole reason why we're dropping all this content, and each and every one of you that are listening can help us. We're trying to get to the 100,000 subscriber mark in YouTube. That is a significant mark in the YouTube world, and we're trying to get PCA uh, there. And it's free to do so. You just have to sign into your YouTube account. Help us get to 100K. That would mean so, so much to us. Um, with that, anything else? All good? Mm-hmm. So thanks for listening. If you aren't currently a PCA member and you own a Porsche, just grab that VIN and go to PCA.org and sign up. You know, it's the best 46 bucks that you could ever spend. And if you don't own a Porsche, we have a uh, program called Test Drive where we will share with you all of our wealth of knowledge so that we can get you in the right Porsche. And of course, follow us on the podcast Instagram, uh, Porsche Club Insider, all one word. If you have any questions, if you have any suggestions for us, hopefully we're coming through nice and clear and you like the new setup here at the PCA office, uh, just drop us a, a note at podcast at PCA.org. And until next time. Well, a big yep. thanks to Robert. Oh, yes. Thanks Sites, to who's, Robert. Who's working control. Yes. And I love the fact that we can see the photos yeah. and the videos right on cue. He did a phenomenal job today. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. Until next time, stay safe, and we'll catch you down the road.